ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Let's get started. Hey, everybody! Welcome to What in the World? I'm Adam Todd Brown. I don't think this is the right podcast. That's how it starts now. Oh, it, okay, okay. Yeah, it's either it's it's that. It's going to be some little banjo music under this. <laughs> what? Yeah. I should I should just for a week without fucking announcing it or giving anyone any fore, forewarning. Just put like a cool bass line underneath every fucking podcast. Like that Mitch Hedberg album where mm. he's got a dude playing upright bass during his stand up oh, yeah. set. That Doug, would be pretty fucking fun. Doug Stanhope does a bit where he has the uh, a bass guitarist playing behind him. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's what we, we need. Do that. yeah. Just someone doom, 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 Wait. doom. Are they playing live while we're recording or are you just going to add it in post? Because that switches everything up. I would probably record the podcast and then have them record the bass track mm. underneath it. Let's so just when have somebody come in here, plug in and play. Yeah, I could. There's room for it. We we'd have to move the Iron Giant, but someone could set up their upright bass. I can get in the corner right here, bro. We could just move a table. We could have the bass player from Countless Thousands do it. Hell yeah, for an entire week. And then just you know plug them into the board, record it, and then that way we can listen to the music and it it'll. That's what dictates the vibe, you know. Do we I mean? even want that, or do we just want the mics picking it up in the background? Ooh, like, mics picking it up, okay. like it's just floating through the air. Mm, little air base might not even be mm. in this room. It's Ooh. just we're in an area of cool. You don't even know where this base is coming from, right? This base is do, in do, your base do, is in the place. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that would be so much goddamn fun. Really? Yeah. So, how have you been since we recorded last week? Uh, adulthood still sucks. Two thousand nineteen is the worst year. Uh, on the planet, unless everything works out, and then I'll be fine. Yeah. Hmm. Unless by the time this goes up, everything's going good. In which case, hello, 2019. Guys, if you're not even interested in uh, the podcast, if you just want to find out if my life falls apart, tune in next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Last week's episode of Unpopular Opinion was about things to look forward to mm. in 2019, mm. featuring Quincy Jones. Oh, very cool. He called himself the good Quincy. Oh, okay. We don't. This is no. Uh, there's no need for hate speech on, right? in the Unpops Network, guys. If if you heard that, please disavow. Thank you. Tweet it. Tweet at the bad Quincy. Yes, yes. Just at LLQJ two thousand six. Two hundred six. Two hundred six. Oh, two hundred six. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. At LLQJ two hundred six. Just at him and say, hey, it's the bad Quincy. He'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about turkey, and it's not even Thanksgiving anymore. It's shake and bake. Oh, that's the wrong commercial. Damn it. Uh, God damn it. Stovetop does it. I haven't seen a stovetop stuffing commercial in years. What do they need to advertise for? Everyone gets it. Hmm. Shit's great. You're right. I used to, I might go back to this someday, but <laughs> when I was really broke, you know, some people buy ramen noodles, and I would buy ramen noodles and shit like that too, mm -hmm. but a 99 cent box of stovetop stuffing, it's a good dinner. Mm. Good fucking D. That's Guys, short for stove dinner. Stovetop. You're welcome. Send the Stovetop stuffing. Use promo code <laughs> WITW at checkout for 10% off your next Actually, box. promo code what in the world? And you have to type it in just like that. Right. 
That's the only way the code works. Or ask your cashier, too. If you just type in what in the world, it doesn't work. You have to type in what in the world. Every other word is capitalized. Oh, you can't give them the clue. I mean, (laughs) they'll figure it out one way or another. They're smart people. Uh, Actually, we're just pulling your leg. We're not talking about turkey. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I got too caught up in how good that joke was. That was great. That Man. was great. The whole segue, everything. I, I love that. But seriously, we're talking about Turkey today. Mm. We're talking about Turkey Delicious. and Saudi Arabia and why they fucking hate each other. Or do they? Oh, they do. Oh, okay. They absolutely I was trying do. to give it like a will they, won't they, Ross Rachel kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, will they murder each other? Will they destroy the, will they spark World War Three? Yeah, probably. Or won't they? They're going to do all that. Uh, the reason we're talking about this, obviously... I don't know if it's that obvious, but the Jamal Khashoggi case, he is the Saudi journalist who was very brutally murdered. In, Allegedly. Uh, he might still be in the, the Saudi consulate in Turkey. The last I heard, he was taking a nap. I, I saw him walk in. I didn't see him walk out. It's very nice in there. It's like a, a Hilton. Until so. I can tour the Saudi consulate in Turkey, hmm. I'm reserving judgment. I mean, obviously. Because that, like... That's how I feel like if people are going to give me that when it comes to UFOs mm-hmm. until I see proof. All right. Well, until I s- tour the Saudi consulate, Jamal Khashoggi could still be in there. That's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real Khashoggi and cat. Is it Schrodinger? I, I was trying to make Schrodinger and Khashoggi and there was I think no it worked. I think Khashoggian, it worked. Like we cat. don't have any way of knowing because it's just us in the room. But mm. I can feel that among the audience that worked. They get it. They get it. So yeah, the if you're not familiar with that case, holy shit! Like, why aren't you? It was. It's still such gigantic news, and uh, especially because the United States kind of sided with Saudi Arabia hmm. on it. Well, not the United States. The entirety of the United States did not side with Saudi Arabia, but the president did. And that's really all that matters when it comes to governmental affairs of this nature. Well, obviously, USA all day, you know? Of course. Yeah, that's... America first. Thank you. Right? I'm, I'm glad we all agree here, guys. And the way you in. make America great <laughs> is by aligning yourself with motherfuckers who hack up journalists while they're still alive. Allegedly. <laughs> couldn't, they, couldn't they have killed him first? If nothing else, to make the job cutting the body up a little easier. Here's the thing. Because he had to be doing a lot of belly aching while that was happening. Here's the thing. MBS, fearless leader, as I call him. Oh. For your own safety. For my own safety. Right. Uh, is a bit of a maniac. and A little bit. There is a, in my, in my mind, again, this is all speculation. So, again, this isn't real. This is just me saying there's a good chance he was in some sort of telecommunic. He was telecommunicating while it was happening. Like he was either listening in or watching on Skype. I don't know. Wasn't there? They murdered him on Skype. Okay. And uh, if you kill him ahead of time, then MBS doesn't get to hear him scream. That's a good point. You know? Because you got to chop. You chop when you, well, there allegedly a man came with a bone saw, whatever. Like you can just get a bone saw. You yeah. Know? You have to like file for that or something. You just can't have that. I like how MBS is, he's that, remember there used to be when... Like when feminism was really starting to get cool, like among especially comics and people on the internet, <laughs> and there were those dudes who were really overzealous about it, and you're like, 
Something wrong with that trying motherfucker. Trying too hard. Yeah. yeah. He's trying a little too hard. That's MBS in Saudi Arabia because mm. he's doing all this. Sh- oh, look at me letting women drive. We let him get behind the wheel. We're crazy. And he's like still the most brutal fucking person, including when it comes to women's rights. Like he fucking jails women's rights activists. They get tortured. They get sexually abused. Well, yeah, because you're supposed to be driving barefoot and pregnant. Duh. But women can go in soccer stadiums now. We did it, man. Right? Wow. Like progress. That's progress right Dude, there. progress is, he is so amazing. He is all about women. Mm. He is all about progressing the cause of women. Oh, I mean, man. they still have that guardianship system where a woman can't do anything except go see soccer or drive without the permission of a male relative. You can't travel. You can't work. It's you called- can't go to school. You can't get medical treatment if a man doesn't say so. But- MBS, such a reformer. Reformer. You know me, MBS, and I can say, hey, I'm, I like a boom, boom, down. And they would never lick a boom, boom, down. And they would never they allow a boom, boom to, to be licked. licked down in Saudi Arabia, those oppressive fucks. Hashtag allow a boom, boom to get licked down. Right? I mean, that's just world peace. Get that movement started in yeah. the Saudi streets. Lick a boom, boom, down, guys. That's what you need to do to make the Do they have regular place. streets there, or are they just fucking gold? <laughs> Well, MBS's hallways are gold, so yeah, close yeah. enough. Trump Tower's gold. <laughs> Fucking Trump Tower. So one thing about Turkey seemed like the good guy in the Jamal Khashoggi thing, and mm-hmm. they were like they were they they were the ones who were like, hey, I mean, I mean, I had when it first happened, I was like, did Turkey kill him to make it seem like Saudi Arabia did it? No, I think Turkey was like, we we got you, motherfuckers. Yeah, finally, yeah. you've been hanging out with the U.S. All this time and taking all these pictures. Well, guess what? Your time is up. Right. Hashtag time's up. And that's that's a big part of it is Saudi Arabia's relationship with us is one of the things Turkey doesn't like. And in turn, Turkey's relationship with Iran is one of the things we don't like. And mm. Saudi Arabia especially doesn't like. But their disagreements go much, much, much further than that because and the point i was making is turkey's a terrible brutal regime also you say that but like do you have proof they beat a dissident outside the white house remember that where they're mad that someone got killed in their in the saudi consulate in turkey meanwhile they come to washington dc and was it a journal who was it i don't remember if it was a journalist or just a political opponent but erdogan sent like his, I think it was a pro, it was a protester, and Erdogan literally sent his guards to just go beat the shit out of the dude in Washington D.C. So, yeah, as soon as I typed in Turkish protester, Turkish protester D.C., they've still got the video of it, March 2017. Yeah, yeah, a, just a bunch of dudes in suits. I'm sorry, May 2017. Yeah, a bunch of dudes in suits just get out of Erdogan's car and go beat the shit out of that dude because <laughs> they're like, we are Turkey. That guy is probably Turkish. Let's fucking get him. So Turkey's a pretty, and that's it's not like beating up one protester is the only thing Turkey's done. They're uh, also pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. But the rivalry between Turkey and Saudi Arabia goes back a long time, longer than Bears Packers even. What? Which, like, that's this, an old rivalry. Are we talking Hatfields and McCoys? Even further back than that, like maybe two around eh, twelve ninety nine or so. Because it, it dates back to the Ottoman Empire. And the Ottoman Empire 
One of the longest running empires in history lasted from 1299 until 1924. The Turks ran that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's a long time. That's definitely longer than our empire is going to last. Istanbul to Constantinople. Constantinople. <laughs> Putting on it, right? uh, Wasn't that about the Ottoman Empire? Wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not up on those old timey songs <laughs> like you are. Uh, so before its dissolution after World War I, the Ottoman Empire controlled the holiest cities in the Abrahamic religions, Jerusalem, Mecca, and Medina. Mecca and Medina, both, Quincy. Not just Mecca, not just Medina. They got Boardwalk, they got Park Place. Ooh. They got them both. Okay, so they, they, it's hard to collect your like go around go because of this right because of that Mm. or if you're playing the mcdonald's version you just want a million dollars oh shit because you have park place and boardwalk i remember when i worked at mcdonald's for a while Mm -hmm. and this girl came up so excited because she was like oh my god i have I, i have boardwalk at home and i just got park place and we were like you probably don't you probably have park place at home and you just think that Mm -hmm. And we gave her the fucking form to turn it in anyway and saw her a week later and she was not a million dollars richer. That uh, had to be so crushing when she got home. Has, I don't think I've ever heard a report of somebody winning that million. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you don't have to report it. Hmm. All right, because it's like that's one of those things where it's I've met people who win contests, those obscure contests that you hear about all the time. Right. Like I'll meet them, but I've never met or heard of anyone saying, oh, yeah, this guy won a million dollars because of Boardwalk and Park Place. We need to look into that. We shall. The fuck's going on? So, so yeah. McRib the, conspiracy. That's what I'm sorry. Go ahead. You leave the McRib out of this. <laughs> so, the Ottoman Empire, it controlled the three holiest cities. Uh, and this helped give them an image as kind of the representative and steward of the Islamic faith. And that's a big thing for a, a nation, a country, an empire, anything. Well, any, anywhere there's a, a steward. There's, you know, John Stewart. Stewart. Steward. Oh, stewardess. It's okay. pronounced John Stewart. With a D, so. Oh. But you were right. Oh, never mind. John Stewart. I thought this was just like, he's a steward. And it's like all the steward, like steward. Every steward I know is cool. You know what I'm saying? So I do know, I knew a steward. Stuart Thompson's great. And Stuart Thompson's great. I knew a steward in grade school who was a real piece of shit. Oh, he ruined it for stewards everywhere, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you can, the stewards will never recover. Not for me. Sorry, Sorry Stu. Sorry, Stu Thompson. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, they had for a long time this image as the representative of the Islamic faith to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And one problem they have, some claims to spiritual authority in Islam depend on the person claiming it being a descendant of the prophet Muhammad. And the Turks... Has Muhammad been... I'm sorry, can I say that? Say what? Has he been fucking? Muhammad bin? Please no. Okay, I won't say that. Definitely don't draw it in a cartoon. <laughs> Please, because it's like sake. you got Muhammad bin Al Salam, and then you got Muhammad bin Fuck. Okay, that's terrible. That's, <laughs> right, MBF, MBF energy. I'm sorry. Okay, this is this is getting out of hand. So, uh, the Turks couldn't claim that because their ancestry is to Anatolia as well as uh, Central Asia, and they can't quite make those same direct descendants of the Prophet Muhammad claims. So that puts them at odds with mm-hmm. a lot of people in the Muslim world who see them more as pilgrims who came there. And uh, Do you mean illegal immigrants? I'm sorry. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unholy immigrants. Ooh. Right? Oh, boy. This is going to be a problem. Check out that movie 
coming from Black Pete Productions in 2030. Somebody write that script right now. 2030, Unholy. Unholy Immigrants. immigrants. Oh, we get The Rock, maybe Idris Elba. Ooh, Ooh that's shit. Good. That's like a Reservoir Daniel dogs. Craig, we get two fucking James Bonds Ooh, in one movie. That's going to be hotness. Get ready, Man. guys. Get ready. Coming soon. Uh, nevertheless, through a series of battles and alliances throughout the 18th and 19th centuries, the Ottomans managed to still serve as an authority not only to Muslims within their lands, but ones in other empires as well. Enter Saudi Arabia. Enter the Sauds. I mean, don't if you're an American. At all. Don't enter Saudi Arabia. I mean, if you've never said anything against the government, you've never made like you've never had a political stance, and you're only there to follow the rules. It's a great place to visit. Yeah, I imagine it is. I don't think we probably can't go. I mean, the, but the president loves the Saudis. It depends on how many podcasts the border agent we encounter has listened to. Oh, he probably listens to Rogan. It's type like that type of. Oh movie. yeah, yeah you know? probably. Yeah, we're, we're fine. We're yeah, fine. we'll be all right. Let's go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Sounds like so much fun. Uh, the House of Saud, the who are the current current rulers of Saudi Arabia, gets its start in the mid 18th century under Muhammad bin Saud. In 1744, he formed an alliance with the radical cleric Muhammad ibn Abd al Wahhab. Holy buckets, man! We're just gonna call you Al. Uh, we're gonna call you. We're Wali. gonna call you Wahhabi. Wahhabi, Wahhabi. You dude. Go. Yeah. And if you've ever heard the term Wahhabism. Or Wahhabi. Wasabi. I wasabi. That, I heard that on the Budweiser commercial. Wasabi. Uh, if you've ever heard those terms in regards to Islam in the Middle East, it's because of that guy. Right. That's, a, that's a, a big mantle to carry, you know? And he was notoriously puritanical in his interpretation of Islam. He wanted to return the religion to what he considered the purest form. In his book, Ghost Wars, Steve Call describes Al-Wahhab's interpretation. This is a quote. In his personal reading of the Quran, the Ottoman pilgrims were not the Muslims they claimed to be, but were blasphemous polytheists, worshippers of false idols. Oh, we can't do that. Local Arabs also aggravated Wahhab by honoring saints with monuments or decorated gravestones. No, we don't want that. And by ex- mixing Islam with animist superstitions. All this Wahhab denounced as bida, forbidden by God. People who worshipped graven images lived outside Allah's true community. They were Allah's enemies, and they should be converted or destroyed. That's that's a kind stance. He's that's he's, he's giving you the option of conversion. You're welcome. Yeah, it wasn't the same a full thing ethnic cleansing. You know, it's the same thing China's doing to Muslims right now. Yeah, make perfect. Shout they out got to these, President all these, Xi. All these vocational centers where you can go and just get your shit fixed up. I mean. That's the that's the dream, isn't it? Mike Pence gets in office. Guess who's going to be in, in charge of uh, praying the gay away? You know, little re, yeah. re, reorientation camps are going to be springing up all over the South. All over the mm. damn place. They'll be legal, Chet too. Wild wants to open some. What a bold <laughs> stance that was on Good Luck America this week. I mean, it's uh, one way Chet. to cash in. I mean, you know, I mean, well. But you could run like that, that like low-key resistance one where people come in and you're like, it's fine. Okay, how about you're we- fine. How about you don't run or invest in the camp, but I supply the vending machines? Is that okay? Because well, that's fine. That's just American. That's commerce, right? That's just, just how America. We're fine. Gets gets things done. America runs on Dunkin' people. So we all know. work together. Mm-hmm. It really does. I yeah. fucking love Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. You're a terrible person, man. <laughs> they are the best chain donut. This is another quote about Wahhabi. When the United Religious Militia overran an oasis. 
They destroyed grave markers and holy trees and spread the unforgiving word of Allah as interpreted by Wahhab. At one point, Wahhab came across a woman accused of fornication and ordered her stoned to death. The preacher's fearsome legend spread. Oh, you need to do one. Like, that's, that's the thing folks don't get about the stoning. You yeah. You have to stone everybody. Just yeah. the one. Just one or two, yeah. And then people, oh, it's just like the nuclear bomb. Oh, he's going to stone you. Right, right. Yeah, surveillance kind of works that same way, where mm-hmm. you don't really have to be watching everyone. You just have to make them feel like You're being they're wa- being watched. Dude, they're, I'm so glad camera technology has finally caught up with consumer, because it used to be a time where it was like, oh, you have to have the big setup and the it's recording tape, and you got to reset them. Now they got the little pin drop that's everything's air dropped right. and digital and compressed. They have cameras everywhere. I know, I know. Al-Wahhab's ideology, it, it was obviously brutal, but it helped to mobilize portions of Arabia to serve as a significant threat to the Ottoman power. And from 1786 to 1816, the Saudi state, also known as the Emirate of <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> That's not what it's. It says Diria or something like that. It's pronounced Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Uh, it expanded from a small piece of land in the middle of the peninsula to land including what is now modern-day Oman and the United Arab Emirates. And this state fell when Egypt, under Ottoman-Albanian commander Muhammad Ali Pasha, invaded the Arabian Peninsula by way of the Red Sea. Damn you, Pasha! Dude, you gotta... You always check the Red Sea. You can't got... Be, the Red Sea can't be trusted. Yeah. He's red like, oh, wedding, Red Sea. We got sea. a ring doorbell out there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Announce yourself if you come in in the Red Sea. Abdullah bin Saud was sent to Istanbul and executed. Mm. His severed head was thrown in the Bosphorus. The Egyptians executed one of the grandsons of Al-Wahhab after allegedly forcing him to listen to music from a one-stringed violin. What? Tor- so- like s- s- Sound torture? But is that... Is that going to... Dude, hot cross buns on 1G string for hours at a time, I'd kill myself. What if it was Neil Young's solo from Cinnamon Girl? It's just one string. I mean, but... I would have been like, imagine, yeah, imagine what Girl, Prince bro. could do with one string. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, Prince, yeah. Michael Jackson, no. Tie his arm off Michael to could, shoot up uh, some uh, of his propofol uh, or mm, whatever. Mm, Michael could take the, the bland sound of a, of a one string instrument. And make a pop sensation, make make a pop, a pop hit. So you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What I guess we'll never know. Shamona. <laughs> so that contributes to Saudi Arabia and Turkey's history of tension. A lot of these things that happened with the Ottoman Empire, and uh, it 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 carries on as an empire. The Ottomans, you know, you're an empire. You got an imp. You want to fucking hang with the other empires. Well, yeah, like, you're the president, you want to hang out with other world leaders, i.e. his relationship with Mohammed bin al-Salam and Erdogan and Duterte and Like those meetings that always happened in hotel conference rooms in The Wire. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why aren't you staking those out? Like, you have to know everyone's going to the same place. Can't you just (laughs) fucking put a, like, they book the room, you put some cameras in there? You can't legally, you have to get clearance and... Everything has to everything has to be a paper trail. Clarence wasn't working that day. Oh, sorry. Well, okay, it was Clarence's day <laughs> off, so we put the cameras up. <laughs> the Ottoman Empire, because they wanted to feel like they were just like all these other empires that were operating at the time, especially England, shit like that. They bought a Hummer. They did buy a Hummer. 
And they put a lot of other really Western kind of reforms in place. Mm -hmm. And Islam doesn't like that. Ah, we don't like progress. We talked about this. Remember, Islam we don't want women. Mm, we don't want progress. Progress brings problems. The, the Islamic world tends to frown on the Westernization of anything culture, which including barbecue sauce, which is really weird because Western style barbecue sauce is great. Oh, do they have their own like weird barbecue sauce? I don't even think they use sauce. Oh they just shit! Cook on an open oh, flame. Shit. Cook on an open flame with no sauce. You're hurting my ears. You're hurting <laughs> my ears. So to fit in with these other empires, they decide to westernize their shit up a bit. From 1839 until 1876, the Ottomans undergo a period of reform known as the Tanzimate. Some of the reforms of this time include the establishment of the first telegraph and railway networks. Gotta get communication and transportation. But they're going to hell for it. <laughs> the abolition of the slave trade oh, in 1847. How God, dare you? God wants me to have those slaves. Yeah. How uh, dare yeah, you? Yeah. The Ottoman Reform Edict of 1856. Mm-hmm. Like, eat dick. <laughs> that allowed non-Muslims to become civil servants under the empire. So I take back the eat a dick thing. That's pretty good. Uh, and equality of education to all in the empire. And extended the right to property to foreigners. This last one, insane. In 1858, the decriminalization of homosexuality. What? That, that- that wasn't legal in 18. We have we didn't decriminalize. We haven't decriminalized homosexuality in this country. There's no way they were doing it in 1858. That is what 160 years before us? Yeah. Wow. I mean it's 2018. We Yeah, we're still kind of working on decriminalizing it in Mike a lot of Pence places. Pence is in so. the White House. We're still working. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Hmm. That, if nothing else, in in this fight puts me on. This is why they got to burn, bro. Their side, yeah. We don't want this. We don't want this progress. But I can see how some people listening to this feel like that's why Turkey needs to burn. You're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, though. When you start to implement reforms to look more like Western nations, like France and Great Britain, you start to look less and less Islamic. Mm. And Islamic types don't like that shit. Well, wh- what are we gonna do about it, Adam? What are we going to do about all this Western progress in the Ottoman Empire? Uh, we're going to start World War One. Nice. Let's do it. The uh, That was kind of the, the death blow to the Ottoman Empire, and its role in Islam happened during the First World War and the creation of modern Turkey. Hmm. <laughs> Just picturing a fucking turkey with skinny a fucking iPhone, skinny taking jeans. Taking a selfie. Hell yeah. It's a good turkey. It's a good boy. Or girl. Uh, during World War One, the Ottoman Empire decided to take the side of Germany. Oh, that was hey man, you you always back a winner. Yeah, yeah. Way to back the wrong horse, Ottoman Empire. And they weren't really ready for war. They had just lost a bunch of military equipment in earlier conflicts. Right before war, famous for the introduction of machine guns, tanks, and airplanes. Ah, well, we we didn't think far yeah. ahead. It was just like bad whoa. bad time to to fall back on the slingshots. <laughs> Throw a rock at them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still works today. And then the Arab revolt happens. Mm. Uh, Britain promises Sharif Hussein, holy ruler of Mecca and a descendant of Muhammad, national sovereignty if he rises up against his Ottoman rulers. Oh, thank And he says, sure. Thank God it was Britain this time and not us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So shame on you, Britain. Because we were still under their thumb at this time, weren't we? Oh, no, not during World War One. What the fuck am I talking about? Mm-mm. Fuck you, Britain. Yeah. Uh, and British sent help in the form of intelligence officers, such as T.E. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia, Ooh. a figure I assume just existed in movies <laughs> up to this point. And 
while they made this promise, Britain also created an agreement to carve up the territories of the Ottomans with France and followed through on that agreement in the 1916 Sykes-Picot Treaty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So with the Ottoman Empire collapsing and all sorts of internal fighting happening, who comes back? The Saudis. They're back. They're here. They're ready. They're Muslim. They're going to traditionally Muslim. Mm. Super traditionally that's what, Muslim. That's what we need, and that's what we need in control. That usually leads to good things. Yeah, mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. really, a really fundamentalist view Devout. of religion. Yeah. Uh, the Sauds became a British protectorate, and with the collapse of the Ottomans, were able to snatch up territory controlled by those Arabian houses that had been previously in the Ottomans' favor. Among that ter territory snatched up, Quincy, not just Mecca, also Medina. Well, they got both. Medina, Mecca. I don't know if I've made this comparison yet. Mm -hmm. Like the boardwalk pard place. Pard place? Pard place. <laughs> pard place. Pard place <laughs> of the Monopoly board. If the picture the Middle East as a Monopoly board, <laughs> all the other squares, I don't know what you label those, but the two up here, boardwalk, park place, and then like no, we, Iraq, we, You Iran. label all the other squares progress, and then the other two are just boardwalk oh, right. park place. And it's Perfect. like, which one do you want to control? Yeah. Uh and so the Turks had lost the holy cities at this mm. point, which... Uh, if you know anything about religion and people, they love symbols. They sure do, and places. Mm-hmm. And so not only do the Sauds now control two of the most important cities in Islam, but in the 1940s, Americans find oil mm. beneath the Arabian sands and quickly form connections to the Saudi royal family before the British came. There you go, baby. USA. You right? find oil, baby. Let's eat. Huh? Woo! We did it. We did it. So Turkey, the the Ottoman Empire, which had been kind of the center of influence for Islam, collapses after World War One, and this is when the Saudi royal family steps in and asserts their dominance in the Middle East, which I think they still hold today. Yeah. They're still the dominant force in the Middle East. And from 1919 until 1923, Turkey had a war of independence in which uh, Western powers partitioning the country were forced out. Mustafa Kurnal Ataturk established the new Republic of Turkey, which worked to separate itself from its imperial Islamic past. The new republic was distinctly secular, uh -oh. embracing the policy of laicite, or separation of religion and state. Well, there's no such thing as separation of church and state. What are you talking about? Not here. That would, we wouldn't do. You can't run a government like that. What are you doing, Turkey and your new republic? Get out of here. It's an ideology known as Kamalism. You know Kamal? W. You know Kamal, Kamal Bell? Kamal? Yeah, W. Kamal Bell. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. He it's behind the, uh, the whole separation okay. of religion oh. and state. I got to tweet him. Actually, I think it was like it was X Kamal Bell who was He's he's like a third generation, but instead of like first, second, third, <laughs> that letter at the beginning of the name it goes all the way back to A Kamau Bell, mm. B Kamau Bell, D Kamau Bell is no, the guy. I was just gonna say there's no C Kamau Bell, mm -hmm. which is weird. <laughs> uh, so in 1929, Ataturk created the law on the adoption and implementation of the Turkish alphabet, which ended Turkey's use of the Arabic writing script in favor of a Latin-based well, alphabet. Gonna, that's not going to bode well. What a fucking monster. Oh, yeah, we can. Mm -mm. So in just a matter of a few decades, it goes from the Ottoman Empire, which is controlled by Turkey, kind of controlling Islam. World War I happens. Turkey loses control of the Ottoman Empire and Islam, and now they're just like, fuck Islam. We're going to... Like, there's still a... 
they're still a Muslim nation. Mm-hmm. They're still an Islamic nation, but they're a little more, yeah, you well, know, yeah, yeah, you're a little loose with it. You ain't got to be, I mean, you don't have to follow every rule. Have a beer. Yeah. Have a beer. Just one. So there are a lot of ways. What? Let's talk about modern day Turkey and Saudi Arabia. We there are a lot of ways that Turkey still kind of positions itself as a leader of global Muslims, but now it's less in influence and more like in a protective kind of way. Mm-hmm. Where if you're a Muslim who's some living under the thumb of a really authoritarian type of regime, you can come here and we'll uh, we'll be bad too, but not as bad. So uh, we mentioned in. The episode regarding assassinations of Russian dissidents abroad, a significant portion of Chechen militants killed were killed in Istanbul. And the reason for that is because Istanbul has served as a refuge for Islamic militants fleeing persecution by Russian authorities, which is a good thing and a bad thing. know where they're going. Got them, fellas. Yeah. Book them, Dano. It's good that they have somewhere to go, but it's bad that Russia has somewhere to check first. Hmm. They just start from Istanbul. In the Grey Wolves episode, we also discussed how Turkish ultranationalists helped to funnel support to Chechen separatists through mosques, as well as set up camps to train militants. They've also served to protect Arabs that participated in the Arab Springs that occurred across the Middle East and North Africa, as well as those fleeing the autocracies of the Arabian Peninsula. So wherever there's a kind of oppressive Islamic regime, Turkey is the one who's like, come to death row. Come on, man. If yeah. Like, are you tired of your religion trying to run your life? <laughs> Come to death row. If you don't want, if you don't want your leaders all in the consulates killing your journalists, <laughs> come to death row. You know what I mean? Come to South. Oh, sorry. Exactly. Come to Turkey. And come to Erdogan. Come to Erdogan. Dude, did you? Oh, I'm sorry to distract. I just had to ask this question. Did you hear that uh, Ennis Cantor is not taking the trip to London because he's in fear of his life? Yeah. That's insane. And he's bro. he's Turkish, right? Yeah. So, he spoke, but he's spoken out publicly against Erdogan. Yeah, several times after making it to the league. And so that's that's a good example mm-hmm. right there because we're talking about Turkey as being like they're so much better than like right Saudi. now. Yeah, right they're now, so they, more progressive and they're so accepting. They sound like a good place, but mm-hmm. it's it's more of for show. And yeah, I did read that, and uh, I don't blame him. Like, I mean, I feel like they could get him here too. But see, my thing is, if they could get. Like he's saying he he's in fearful of himself for his life and his family, but his family still lives in Turkey. He's got to get them the fuck out of there, like you know? all of them. Yeah, on everybody that, on that NBA salary. Just move everyone to fucking the Midwest. Move to Nebraska. They well, no, they yeah. don't want the, they don't want immigrants here. That's move to thing. Detroit. <laughs> move to Detroit. Buy have, a bunch of houses for ten grand water. each. They don't have clean water. Detroit has the clean. I keep telling people this. Detroit is the one that has the clean water. It's Flint. Oh, you, and they, you really believe that, man? Have you watched Fahrenheit eleven nine? I have not. They talk a lot about the Flint water crisis. Mm-hmm. At one point, the water in Flint was corroding car parts at the GM plant. So they switched the water at the GM plant back to the old water, which was safe to drink. Mm-hmm. And then for the people, they were still like, nah. Fucking you keep you keep the old it's 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 an infuriating documentary and i understand why it didn't get the same support from democrats that his other documentaries do because it goes really hard on especially obama Mm -hmm. during the flint water crisis when he showed up and was like uh it's safe to drink 
And no, it wasn't. Not at all. No. And he like held up a glass and pretended to take a drink and just like wet his lips a little bit. Come on, man. (sighs) Anyway, back to goddamn Turkey. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's a good example of how Turkey, they position themselves as being a little more tolerant and progressive. And maybe they are, but Mm. they're also not great. And like if you scrape the hair off of a hair and shit sandwich, it's still a shit sandwich. You know what I mean? Right. You just scrape the hair off of it. So it's clean to eat now. Nah. And if we're talking their conflict with Saudi Arabia, the part where they supported Arabs who participated in the Arab Spring, that's enough right there. Yeah. That's that's enough for most Arab nations to turn on you. Mm-hmm. And they've also been notable in their lackluster response to the issue of ISIS militants. While many in the West were of the opinion that we need to stop ISIS, Turkey was more like, eh, I mean, maybe. They do sometimes fight the Kurds. That uh, take on ISIS. That's that's one of the things that's. Oh no, they've already said they're they're planning on moving on the Kurds immediately. Oh yeah, the because... Kurds have. When Donald Trump announced that we were pulling out of Syria, the Kurds reached out to Iran, like to a bunch of. Oh no, they reached out to China and Russia right. for protection. Yeah, they're gonna need it. We've just opened the. Oh man. Oh boy. Yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it's a crazy situation. In Business Insider in 2015 notes that some have gone so far as to accuse Turkey of enabling ISIS. No! I mean, they're not so much enabling, but they're not saying no. They're just not saying yes. You know what I'm saying? They're playing playing both sides against the middle, i.e. the American way. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's what we're all doing Mm -hmm. in that conflict right now. And they... uh, they accused Turkey of enabling ISIS and the Turkish, Turkish officials were in direct contact with the CFO of the terrorist organization. ISIS has a CFO? Hey, man, big business, baby. Is that on their website? Do they have like a masthead? He's, he's probably legit, but you can't get a business card, you know? Yeah. You just have to memorize the number, but he'll pick up. Can we get that number? Mm, we got to go to Turkey to do that. Uh, I'm not going to go to Turkey. <laughs> I don't know why I would want the number. I just want to interview him mostly. <laughs> uh, so a number of European empires, such as Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Russia, they've either liquidated their royal families or just kind of drove them from power. Mm-hmm. Uh, England obviously still has a royal family. But Turkey has kind of a nostalgia for that. In the glory days of the Ottoman royal family, one of the descendants of the royal family was welcomed back to Turkey as a stand-up comedian. Mm. Uh do we have, do you think he does his comedy in English? Uh, probably not. Can we critique his jokes? I can pre- definitely critique, critique the delivery. Yeah. I'm a little fumble mouthed at the moment. This internet's just not Yeah, I just it. keep it's forgetting just that the internet's not fucking working. God damn. Uh, the Daily Sabah, often criticized as a mouthpiece for the Turkish government, wrote of the Turkish government's initial decision to banish the royal family as a tragedy. Ooh. So they're... They're at least aligned with Saudi Arabia that way, and that they both want to have a royal family still. Well, everybody wants to have, you know, something to aspire to. That's true. Uh, You've got the Kardashians. They want the Salam. Uh, I think they are our royal family. The Kardashians? They have to be. They're the royal point. family we deserve. They have to. At this point, they, they, they're the most American royalty yeah. you can ask for. Wow. They're bigger than the Kennedys. You know what I mean? They really are bigger than the Kennedys. Yeah. So... Uh, in 2017, Saudi Arabia and other oil-rich countries on the peninsula, along with Egypt, severed ties with and instituted a blockade of the nation of Qatar, or Qatar, uh, on the grounds of opposition to their alleged funding of Islamic militants. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. We did a whole episode yeah. 
about this. And that's another thing that has led to conflict between Saudi Arabia and Turkey, because Turkey, once that happened, they kind of came to Qatar's aid and tried to help them work around the blockade and like still make money and function as a society. And Saudi Arabia was like, the fuck, bruh? We are we're we're trying to cause some problems and you're alleviating those problems. They boosted their military presence in the country. Another country that came to Qatar's aid when that happened was Iran. Mm-hmm. So now Turkey and Iran are kind of aligned on the side of Qatar and Saudi Arabia and the United States and all these other countries are on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that that uh that plays into why they hate each other so much. One of the other kind of key differences between these two is they just sort of have a competing view on how Islam should work in the Middle East. Well, that's the whole reason we're here, right? Kind of. That That's the whole reason a lot of things are happening in the world right now. It's just a different view on the same principle? And it's always a different view on how people should interact with the West. Mm-hmm. That's a really defining uh, question as it relates to foreign policy in general. Uh, Saudi Arabia, on the one hand, they wouldn't be around if not for support from the West. Mm -hmm. So they tend to be very deferential to us when they're not flying commercial airliners into our tallest buildings. Allegedly. Allegedly. And Turkey, on the other hand, has a way different view in that America and the West should be less involved in affairs in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. which I don't disagree with necessarily that's still kind of an interesting point of view for them to take because they're also uh they have one of the longest standing armies in nato and tried to join the european union at one point so they're not again they're not as bad they're just right terrible they're they're terrible they're not awful you know right it's like they're awful not terrible whichever you find whichever one you feel is worse it's like when we did the the russian election episode and it's we went in assuming it was going to be Putin and a lot of other people that we would rather have than Putin. It was instead like the, of Putin. It's the bad guy, and then here's your knight in shining armor who's probably going to be assassinated. Yeah, but it turned out it was Putin and a lot of people who would probably be even worse. Yeah. So it's a lesser of, in that case, like 10 evils kind of thing. I don't know. But that's a big conflict just in general in that part of the world is how people interact with the West. Mm-hmm. And... A foreign affairs article from 2015 noted that Turkey received more than 90% of Iranian natural gas exports and has defended the Islamic Republic's right to enrich uranium against the more hawkish approach of Western nations. So that doesn't put them in Saudi Arabia's favor or ours. And they, they have this history as a protector of Muslim people. Erdogan has multiple times condemned Israel's treatment of the Palestinian population. Again, something that doesn't uh, necessarily bode well well in the United States. And so that's... uh, I'm still wondering why Turkey showed... Like, something's in the works. Because Turkey showed their, their hand saying that, hey, we have surveillance in the Saudi consulate. Right. Like, for them to, to reveal that... Well, they said they had audio. No, they had, they had video. Oh, they had video, too? Yeah. Yeah, that... One of their first excuses, at least for the audio, was I be, that... Oh, I'm sorry. I believe they have video. Let me let me clarify that. I believe that they have video. I think they just have audio. The, the reports that we... That the CIA let out was that they have heard the video... I mean, heard the audio. Right. But I believe the Turkish government had full surveillance in... 
yeah, the it could Saudi be. consulate. And to reveal that, because they openly said, yo, we got this. Yeah. Well, even to reveal how they got the audio, they would have to, like, they lied about how they got the audio. Mm-hmm. They said he walked in and turned on his iPhone. His, his yeah. Apple Watch. Yeah. And there's a really great article on Reuters that explains mm-hmm. all the reasons why that couldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, for one thing, the phone would have had to been paired, or the watch would have had to been paired by Bluetooth with the phone, and it would have had to been near that phone, and the wife uh, or the girlfriend kept the phone mm-hmm. outside. So he was too far for a Bluetooth connection to work, among other reasons why it w- the apple watch also just doesn't have a record button I'm, I'm just glad that we finally live in an age where people can't give you like made up technological excuses and we're smart enough to go no that doesn't make right. sense at all yeah yeah because it like up to that point what a great commercial for apple watches <laughs> like you think your life's in danger hey turn hit, on your apple watch hey, hit, the, hit the hit the emergency apple button at least your fiance will get your screams in the cloud hey siri Someone just plugged in a bone saw, and then it just starts <laughs> recording, so, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that is, that's kind of why these countries hate each other. Mm-hmm. It, it dates all the way back to the Ottoman Empire. It, it covers everything from how one country deals with the, re- the West to how the other country deals with the West, their views on Islam. They just sort of disagree on everything, but right now it seems like support for, for Iran is what is really driving biggest, a wedge between Saudi Arabia and Turkey. I love that in all the uh, the war game simulations, Turkey and Saudi Arabia want to go to war. They're just logistically, neither one can leave their country to do it. Oh, really? If Saudi Arabia were to take the war to Turkey, Turkey has such a massive force, they would out. They would just gun them down immediately. And if Turkey were to try to come to Saudi Arabia, they would be stuck in several different choke points for oh, the yeah. majority of their forces to actually get there, that the Saudis would wipe them out. So they're at literally a stalemate, and there's nothing they can do about it besides hate each other. But at least it's going to last forever. Oh, thank God. Well, I mean, what, how, what else are we going to cover, Adam? And there will be little skirmishes. You, you, you think we want to cover happy world news and reports? Is there any? We'll try to do a happy I mean, episode soon. I'm just counting down to Eurovision at this point or something. Cause... Oh, God. That that always feels like our that's our sweeps week. <laughs> And Eurovision comes around, and it happens in, like, May also, I think. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our March Madness, basically, because at this point, it's just, oh, God. We need another contest we can cover. Is there another international contest? We got to find something. We just got to start covering more. Not because that means we'd have to watch rugby or cricket, and I'm not willing to do that. We've done it before, and it was rough. Yeah, and like to, like it to, took a lot At this point, we would have to actually understand the game, and I'm not, I'm not ever willing to do that No one myself. understands either of those games somebody has like eight some there's there's what seven billion people on the planet one person has to understand rugby i think you're wrong statistically i think you're wrong i think i've seen more like i'm not doubting you but it's like in my mind i want to believe somebody gets this bullshit or why does it still exist i've seen more evidence that aliens exist than i have (laughs) that anyone understands rugby so Until, until i can tour a rugby stadium exactly and I would never go inside one while it's happening. So no, that's dangerous. Oh. I can't. I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be less. <laughs> so yeah, there is. Uh, there's a whole lot going on with Turkey and Saudi Arabia. We'll put some links up on the website so you can read more about it if you want. But just a little insight into why they hate each other. In case you're wondering, it's not just because of Jamal Khashoggi. Although when another country murders someone on your soil, it's caught. It, it's, Technically, it's, it was their soil. Yeah, that's true. They you were know, in the Saudi they, they, they were They were kind enough to do it inside of closed doors, 
But again, something big is on. I don't know what, but for Turkey to reveal at this point in time, yo, we've got we've got great surveillance in the Saudi consulate, and not only do we have surveillance, they killed this guy, and we can prove it. Yeah, there is a reason because now you know that surveillance is dead. Right. So they right. they they lost that they lost that asset because they knew this was the time to make the move. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to. Uh... Maybe we're we're pulling out of Syria because we're hoping some major atrocity will happen and well, you, give you, us a reason to you do really know that get into a war. President, <clears throat> I hate saying that word, uh, Resident Trump announced that we were pulling out of Syria after a conversation with Erdogan. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard he negotiated it at the Helsinki summit also with Putin. And by negotiated, Putin was probably like, you, you know what you out. should do? Yeah, you know what you should do? Get out of Syria. We'll yeah. take care. We, we'll take care of it. America, but I, I don't know how Russians talk, but that's how it's they like sound. That. Yeah. It's just like that. American business is not in it. And that hand motion when, when Putin talks. That's oh, my man. favorite thing about him. So that's our episode for this week. The world's a terrible place and we're trying to have fun with it because Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is one of those situations that will never be resolved anyway other than through violence. So look forward to more violence in the future, most likely. And uh, what else do you have to look forward to? January 26th at the Hollywood Hotel, 9 p.m. Unpops live stand-up show. Hit the Twitters to see who is booked on that. Keith Carey headlining recording an album the next day so guys come be a part of history you know he's I mean? gonna be hot fire oh yeah because he will have been working out all of his shit for his album all month mm. he reached out asked for as many spots as he could get and we have him the day before the album recording Ooh. so he's gonna be tight i just got he's gonna be une- toned i just got an unexpected a signing attempt from vietnam Oh, nice! I'm getting I'm getting an international uh, attempt on my old email account once, twice a week now. It's nice. That used to happen on the unpops.com site because mm-hmm. I never ch- when I at first when I was an admin, mm-hmm. I didn't change my username from admin. <laughs> and once people know there's an admin account, they can just fucking run any path. I would get like a hundred to a hundred and fifty. Jesus. Attempted password hacks a day. And then I just changed it to something else. Mm-hmm. Now people don't know where to look. It's fine. <laughs> so that's our episode. Uh, come to that Hollywood Hotel show uh, and patreon.com slash unpops. Subscribe. Get, get two bonus episodes of this podcast every month. Mm. Last week, we talked about... Uh, Brazil uh, and President Brazil Bolsonaro. Jair Bolsonaro and Jair. evangelism in Brazil. But I'm yeah. sure all of your favorite podcasts are covering shit like that. Oh, but you got to Why would you cover evangelism in Brazil? It's just God. There's no, the church isn't doing anything terrible in, in any country ever. Or are they? Oh, you got to tune in and find out. See how we did that? Right. Case? We wrote that down earlier. We tried it. it... $5 a month. <laughs> Subscribe. And uh, Quincy, what do you got to plug? Guys, if you're in the beautiful city of Los Angeles this month, uh, January 25th, I'll be on the Sauce Comedy Show at DeSano's Pizzeria. Uh, Great lineup. I don't know who's on it yet because I haven't gotten the email, but I know I'll be there, and that should be enough for you. I'm a lovely person. That should be all. That should be it. And then uh, Monday, January 28th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv with Blame Social Media. We got a hilarious lineup where Carlo Flanagan will be uh, headlining from Cleveland, Ohio. He's been on a couple of TV shows, The Mick. Sure. Shameless. I do like Shameless. He's, yeah, he's been on that, so he's a very funny dude. But yeah, definitely come out if you're in the city of Los Angles. Hollywood Improv, Monday, January 28th, 9.30 p.m. Boom. Woo! 
All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye, people. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.